good to see you. It is good to see you. It's good to be here. For those that don't know me, my name is Sean Clear. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, uh, if you were here the last time I spoke about three weeks ago, uh, I spoke on being filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm actually going to do part two today. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious to see how it goes too, because every time I start talking about it, it comes out in ways that I wasn't expecting. I suspect that has to do with the nature of being full of the Holy Ghost and Holy Ghost talking, right? So I'll probably come back and listen to this and go, wow, that was interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> so the last time I spoke, I was trying to share with you around how we have believed doctrines in the church that have made the Spirit of God not important. Okay, not something that's necessary and imperative, thus the t title imperative, right? Because I, I feel the imperative of this. It's that the doctrines that we've adopted say it's not imperative to be full of the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. And it has been detrimental to the church. And so I, I want to take that a little further this time and talk to you some of the aspects about being full that we, uh, that we might not be recognizing how important it is. And so in a very practical way, I want to I talk about it today on why being full of the Spirit actually is transformative in our lives. And it, it's absolutely necessary. And it is the thing that Jesus died for. Okay? And the first aspect of this is salvation. I talked a little bit about last time. And I, I want to kind of pull that apart. When we think of salvation, most, like, I've said this before, and so I'm, I know I'm repeating myself, that we think of it in terms of we get to go to heaven when we die, as if it's some type of fire insurance. The problem with that is that's not the way the Bible talks about it. That's the way ministry has talked about it. That's the way theologians talk about it. That's not the way Jesus talked about it. That's not the way the apostles talked about it. It's included in it, but it's not, that's not the definition of it. So the word primarily comes from sozo. And you see this in so many different ways in the, the New Testament. I'll give you one example. You remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood? She was coming after Jesus because she needed deliverance. And it actually says it that way. She needed sozo. And when Jesus touches her, or talks to her after, she says, your faith has made you whole. And the word is sozo. How many of you would be like, oh, yeah, he's talking about going to heaven when you die? Like, no, not in the slightest. It doesn't even close to mean that. What you see is sozo is deliverance. It's being set free. It's being healed. So how many of you recognize that since you've given your life to Jesus, I need deliverance, I need to be set free, and I need to be healed? Right? Did you get everything that God has for you? Like everything the new Bible talks about that we've been given, have you received it yet? A resounding no. 
right? We, we don't really want to say it that way because this sounds like, well, we're doing something wrong. Well, what if we are? What if we've, we're approaching this the wrong way and it's not your fault? What if it's my fault? See, I want to apologize to you, and I didn't plan on this, but I, I ended up just coming out of me when we meet for our huddle. I apologize to the, the group that serves today. And I knew I had to do it again to you. See, I've been preaching a gospel for years that isn't the same gospel that the apostles preached. I have not personally believed that you can be full of the Spirit. And be full of the Spirit. And be full of the Spirit. And be full of the Spirit. See, my belief and the beliefs that were given to me by men and women that with good hearts had no expectation of that being reality. See, we needed to have a revival for that to happen. We needed to go to camp meeting for that to happen. We needed a really good speaker who was an evangelist to come by who had the power and the anointing on them for that to happen. See, because we, we didn't believe we could actually accomplish that. And I'm telling you, that is a lie. If Jesus died for anything, he died for that. And because it's not easy... Not because it's hard on God's end, and I'm going to talk about that. It's not easy for us because we're broken, because we struggle with it. But that's what he died for. He died so that you could have salvation, that you could be free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is. See, when you say it like that, when I'm full of the spirit, I feel freedom. I experience freedom. See, the stupid stuff there, like, if you've been walking in this at all for any long amount of time, you've discovered that there are some, some things that's just, it is so hard to get rid of this one thing. Right? It starts out as many, and, and as you get freedom and more freedom and more freedom, it starts getting down to just, like, one or two that you struggle with, and it's like, it doesn't seem to want to go away. But you know what I've discovered? I do not have that problem when I'm full. I've also discovered this. Most of the sozo I have experienced is when I was in connection and full. And I'm talking about the kind that transforms your life that you don't end up having to pick up again because it changes the way you think. See, there's a transformation of thinking that we have an opportunity to enter into when the God is actually communicating with us and we're, we're getting communication on such an intimate, loud level that we recognize, I've been looking at this wrong. God doesn't see it that way. And we have the opportunity to agree with him. And it transforms. It literally, something shifts. See, that's the same shift that happened when you believed like, I, I'm hoping you're not here because, like, your parents went to church and this is what you do, right? I'm hoping you're here because you had some type of experience with God when you realized he loved you so much that you're just like, I can't not go and connect with him. I, I need Jesus. Like, I, he loves me. 
right? When you believed he loved you, that was repentance. Something shifted. Because up until that point, you weren't lovable enough for you. You wouldn't think no God would love you. But all of a sudden, you realize, man, he loves me. He actually loves me. He died for me. That's part repentance. Every time we shift the way we think. So salvation is the thing that happens to me in the way I think. It's also the things that happen around me that God is doing because he wants to make right what the enemy, what the devil, what Satan has created in this world that we live in that has now normal. Right? We live, we come to him, and we, we struggle with depression. We struggle with anger. We struggle with fear. We struggle with doubts. We struggle with uh, uh, being mad at people and being jealous of people and wanting what they have and, and not feeling enough. And, like, there's so many different things that just the way we believe and the way we feel and the oppression, the struggle with depression, there's demonic forces that have shaped the world in such a way we don't even know it's not supposed to be normal because it's normal for us. Everybody we know that's normal. You know who it's not normal for? Jesus. For him, it's like, that's, that's why I came. That's what he's saying to us. That's why I came. Because that's not normal. That's not what I created. So when you experience freedom from the demonic, that's sozo. How many of us in this room right now could use some sozo? about healing in your body? Do you know you were not designed to be sick? You're not designed to be sick. Like, he didn't create sickness because we needed something to overcome. The enemy created sickness and we bought into it being normal. And so when he steps into the reality and he makes something whole, that's sozo. You want to come up here, brother? I, okay. <laughs> I'm back to the mic. <laughs> so, ooh, that's much louder. Again, right, something, something happens. Let me read a scripture to you. This is uh, Galatians 5, 16. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what our sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out the good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law of Moses. Now, if the end threw you off, what it's saying is, 
you're not under the obligations of having to do good so you can be forgiven. That battle it describes is also the battle you have on being filled with the Spirit. I'm going to get into like this part. I'm, we're going to revisit this. And this, this is going to be different today than anything you've probably experienced on a Sunday. Just because he has been going in a different direction, right? But we're going to uh, do some practical exercises of understanding what that is and discovering more about it, right? But your struggle with being filled with the Spirit is normal. Everybody has something that, they ha- that resists them. When I was getting ready for this message, and I am not new to this, he started talking to me about this. I mentioned to Dwayne, hey, he's talking to me about this. He's like, hey, you get to preach. I'm like, yay. And so I'm, 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 I'm you know, I'm listening to him. I'm, I'm spending some time listening, hearing. I'm stepping into it. And so Tuesday and Wednesday, I was like, I'm not going to work on the property. I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to get in that space and, and be full. And it was such a struggle. It wasn't until Thursday evening around 7 o'clock that I was able to actually enter into a space where I would just start boom, bursting out in the spirit of God, just flowing through me. I had to fight for it. Okay? That fight is real. I understand that. If you think that it comes without a fight, it doesn't, it doesn't, because this is how it works sometimes. For, for you that have never been filled, you never experienced God touch. Like, if you're here for the first time, and you're like, man, I've never felt anything like that, right? Power of God working a boom, right? He shows up sovereignly and just says, hey, I want you to see me. Pow. Shows up. The presence of God that was operating the service when we were singing, right? That's him showing up because he loves us and he shows up, right? And so he wants you to be filled. He wants you to experience. So he comes in and he brings sozo and he brings deliverance and he'll show up and do things that you, like, you don't even know how to position yourself for, but because he loves you, he does it. But then there is a space that as you start walking in this thing, you have to actually be the one that's hungry. Because it doesn't work. See, if he treats you like an infant and we're just like, ah, ah, ah. Are we ever going to stop doing that? No, because that's easy and that's awesome. Man, God shows up. That's great. You know, we're just going to be addicted to that. We have to grow up at some point. So he changes it along the way because we need that. Because he was recognized. See, he's moving us to sonship. And sons know how to be led by him. So he's trying to get us to that place. So it is an imperative that we learn to be full, and we have to learn how to fight that battle. Here's another aspect. Not is it just that sozo, deliverance, salvation is all about being full. In the fullness, you experience the abundance of salvation. In the fullness, you also experience the abundance of favor. See, now, we use the word grace for most of you, if you're like me, it's almost like, oh, it's grace, you're going to struggle, it's grace. No, you know, it's the unmerited favor, you don't deserve it, but he's going to show up anyway, right? But 
I, I need you to take the emphasis off the unmerited part and put it on the favor part. Okay? Sons have favor. When you are full of the Spirit, you experience favor. What does favor do? Think about this. A king and a prince who is learning to actually operate in the kingdom and represent the king well. What does favor do for that? Favor sees authority being operated. Favor sees things happening the way they need to happen. They start falling into place. Right? Favor overflows out of fullness. That's what sons are experience. This is why I apologize to you. We haven't been experiencing this because we haven't gone after this first and foremost. This is not the most important thing we go after. And it's not your fault. It will be after I say this, right? Because now you know. But like we haven't gotten where we're designed to go because we haven't gotten there the way he's designed us to get there. And if we're trying to do it from a place that's not full, that's why we haven't gotten there. So if I'm as a leader and full, now I can start pulling people up to, oh, this is what it looks like to be full. And, and what if we, well, here, I wasn't going to say this, but I just, he just reminded me, so I'm going to say it. There's a scripture that when the apostles were like working too hard, taking care of all the business stuff in the church, right? They, they were like, we need to do things differently. We can't keep waiting tables and take care of the administration of this thing. There's just, it's just too big for us right now, right? So this is what they said. Let's pick seven men that are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. Think about this. They had men lying around that were full of the spirit and full of wisdom. How many churches right now have men just lying around? Hey, you're full of the spirit, full of wisdom. Why don't you do this? You see, that, like, what they existed in was different than what we exist in because being full of the Spirit was normal. I feel like this thing is peeking on me a little bit. So with that, I got another scripture for you. This one's going to be a little bit painful. So I gave you a heads up. This is Romans 8. Now, remember, he's talking to the church. This is Paul talking to the church. Remember, being full was what he preached. It was part of the norm. So, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. Er, think about that. I'm going to be full. And if anyone does not have the Holy, excuse me, have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. You know why they don't belong to Christ? Because they belong to themselves. It's really that simple. He's talking about there's a, there's a fullness that we're designed to be in. We can't be in fullness and not be submitted to Christ. See, it, 
This is one of the problems why people are struggling with getting full. Because they don't actually really want to be led by Christ. Because this is the next verse. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. See, there's a difference from when Christ leads you to him. There's a difference in that than when being full of the Spirit, Christ now leads you in life. Those are two very different things. See, it's easy, comparatively, to be led to Jesus because he's at open arms. He loves us. It is such a big hug. It comforts us. And it doesn't require us to submit ourselves to him completely. Sons represent the business of their father. Right? Talking about him. When they're submitted to their father. They can be led by the Spirit of God. See, so some of the struggle that we're having isn't just because the enemy's beating us up, isn't just because, like, we feel like we can't get there and we don't deserve it. Like, those are all things that war against our ability to be full of the Spirit. One of the problems we have is pride. I don't know if anybody preached this recently to you, but it's a problem. Some of it is, like, we want God to tell us the things that we like. We want him to agree with us instead of us having to agree with him. Because it means we're wrong. We don't want to be wrong. We want to be right. We like being awesome. Ask me. I know the answer. I'm awesome. But sons are led, and when sons are led, it is powerful. What I'm talking about is the difference between a car and a spaceship. Most of us We were saved, and we were walking around, and our shoes are wearing out, and it's not fun. And Jesus comes by and saves us, and we get in the car with him, and, man, this is great. We can go all kinds of places. We experience all kinds of amazing things. This is fast. It's fun. It's a different life completely. But to get to the place where we are like, God, I cannot survive. I cannot live. I, will, I am not even going to allow myself to agree with the idea that I can live without being full. In the fullness, it's like owning a spaceship. You're going to go places you never thought even existed. It's going to be out of this world. It's a whole other level. And that's what the early church was like. That's why when we read the book of Acts, we're like, wow, that was in a whole other level. How come, we're not, how come that's not happening? That's the reason why. But it's given to us. All we have to do is agree with it. All we have to be is like, you know what? This is a, this is a promise to us. This is a promise for me. And some of you right now, there are some of you in the room right now that you have tried. You've been, you've been going after the Holy Spirit. And you're like, I want to be filled, but I can't get filled. 
And I can't give you the exact reason why. But as soon as we let go of the idea that it's for us, we lost the battle right there. Because this is what he says. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door is going to be open to them. If you, as fathers, give evil gifts, if that's all you know how to do, is give evil gifts to your kids because you ain't got nothing else to give, your father is so much better. He is so good. He knows how to give good gifts. How much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It is his good pleasure to give you the Spirit of God. And it is a spiritual battle to receive it. It's a spiritual battle. You don't need to worry about casting demons out of other people. Not until you figure out that you have authority over the enemy operating in your life. You don't have to put up with the enemy convincing you can't have it. You don't have to put up with the depression. You don't have to put up with the things that are keeping you from believing that I'm not worthy of it. He probably wouldn't give it to me. I don't, whatever it is, whatever's going on inside of you, you don't have to put up with that. This is yours. There, I, uh, there is not a person, if you're in this room thinking, yeah, it's probably for the other people, but not me. No, I'm actually talking to you. Right? The ones that were down here just in the service, they already know it. I'm not talking to them. talking to you this is your promise this is what he died for you for see he didn't die for you to go to heaven when you die he died so that you could have heaven now when you live the question is do you believe me right now and are you willing to hang on to this truth and believe it next sunday when you show up how about wednesday how about Thursday morning when you're getting ready for work? How about throughout your life, I am never going to let go of, I'm designed for this. And it is a lie for me even to entertain the idea that he didn't die for me to have this. That's when it's going to change. This house will be transformed when we believe this and we will not let it go. So with that, cover all that, cover all that. So actually buying time here, I'm going to do the part that's the hardest for me. So that for those that have been here a while, if you haven't figured out yet, I am terrible, or excuse me, I have been terrible at doing an altar call at the end of the service. My usual response is, hey, God's talking, you figure it out. Get her done. <laughs> for those that don't, like, haven't heard me for the last couple of years, like, you, you don't get the joke. Everybody else does. So he was talking to me about doing this differently. 
So this is what we're going to do. We're going to sing a song, okay? They're going to play the song, and this is what I want you to do. For some of you, I understand this is like torture, okay? I understand. Like, this is so far out of your comfort zone, you don't know what to do with it. I like coming to church here. I like being around. I like the atmosphere, but, you know, man, if you're going to make me get involved, you're killing me. I understand. Probably even more for for the guys than the ladies. But I'm going to ask you to do this as a favor to me because when we go through this, we're going to talk again, and I'm going to show you something. Hopefully, you're going to see something that you've never seen before. Okay? The first half of the song, this is what I want you to do. I just want you to worship him. Give yourself over to worship. The way Dwayne described it, that was so prophetic. It's exactly what I was talking about, what I want to talk about. You give yourself over to him. Just, ah, I'm going to worship you. Give your heart to him in worship. The second half of the song, this is what I want you to do. I want you to ask him, God, you've designed this for me to be full. You've promised me to be full. God, fill me with your spirit. And relax. Okay? If you will do this for me, when we get, when we get through that song, I'm going to start talking, and hopefully you're going to see something that you've never seen before. And, I, and this is going to be very practical to help you actually overcome in this area. So if you could stand up with me. This is so weird for me. I hate making people do things. You guys ready? Let's do it. So just move yourself into a place of feeling after him. Go back to that place for that last song we just sung before we started talking in the service. Just move yourself there and let this song just resonate through your own heart and worship him. Go ahead and pump it up a little bit.
worship you. Press in. Press into him. Press into him. I'm not interrupt this now. You that are already in his presence, feel free to keep going. I'm not asking you to stop. So if you were in the room right now and you struggled with that, like you struggled entering into worship and or you struggled into just believing you can receive, I want to ask you a question. Actually, I want to do a hearing exercise with you right now. So do me a favor, just close your eyes one more time. I want you to ask God a question. 
when I was seeking you, what was going through my mind was it fear of rejection was it unworthiness was it struggling with the person that just hurt me so bad it just kept coming to my mind what was the thing that was coming into my mind Was it just a general feeling that I couldn't break through that wall? Just show me what's going on with my own heart, God. If you could do me a favor and just raise your hand if you kind of get a sense of what you're fighting now. If you're not hearing it yet, if you're not recognizing the battle yet, that is okay. It will come. Okay? This is not God rejecting you. It is you learning how to fight. For those that recognize, oh, yeah, that is happening in my own heart. That's the battle. That's the battle right there. If you can recognize the battle and fight that battle, if it is a fear of rejection, you tell yourself, I am accepted by heaven. And you start telling you what Jesus has talked about in scripture, what Jesus talked about when he first started loving on you. If it is somebody in your life that just poked you and there's so much pain involved in it, and that pain is just coming through, then I want you to move to a place of God. I don't know how to forgive them but I want to forgive them. I want to be able to let them go because right now they own something in my heart that they should not be owning. That offense and that pain is taking up space and it's keeping me from being free. If it is something that you're struggling with and you're like, you know what, I keep doing this stupid thing over and over and over and over and over and over and I can't get a hold and I, I'm addicted to this thing, if you think that is keeping you from him, it is a lie. Because that's what he died on the cross for. And if you will just let that be forgiven and give that to him and say, you know what, the reason why I haven't overcome this yet is because I need more of you. You're the answer to this. Me being better is not the answer. Whatever your battle is right now, Fight that battle and do not let it keep you from his presence. And as you learn to fight that, you are going to find the breakthrough that you're looking for. The breakthrough will come. And those of you that are full of the spirit right now, those of you in this room that know how to walk in the spirit and are experiencing the spirit of God, I want you to know that what you bring to the table when you allow yourself to be full of him is you create breakthrough for people around you. Because as you release heaven, because you are so full of heaven, it cannot can be contained inside of you. Heaven brings sozo to those it touches. And so we're going to sing another song, and I'm asking you just to move with this. If you need to go, I completely understand. 
It is okay to go. If you're a visitor, I understand. It is okay. But if you are willing to stay for a little while, let's discover what it's like to press in and to actually experience breakthrough. And know this, that if we don't experience it today, then we're going to look for it next week. And if we don't experience then we're going to look for it during the week. And we're going to get up every day expecting breakthrough because that's what we've been promised. So let's go into the next song.